this is Stevie Rochelle from Tough and Metal Sludge, your favorite website. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do lends on. We gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. The Music Mania Podcast is back, and better than ever, and the summer rolls along right here with us on the Music Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Schweitzer. Cannot thank you enough. For joining me and today it is all about the rock and roll express tour three doors down collective soul and soul asylum are out there on a summer long trek that has been uh, already going on for quite a while and is going to go all the way through october this has been one of the surprise hit tours of the summer and i'll tell you what it's been uh, it's been tremendous you talk about just the songwriters that are on this tour with brad arnold from three doors down from ed Rowland from collective soul dave perner one of the most underrated songwriters uh, from Soul Asylum. What a pairing this has been. We're going to be talking with bassist from Collective Soul, Will Turpin, in our first segment, and then uh, Chris Henderson from Three Doors Down going to be joining us in the second segment. So this podcast way too big for just one interview. We've got two, and it's all about the Rock and Roll Express, because I've been on a Rock and Roll Express odyssey of my own this summer, covering shows from coast to coast. It has been a dream come true. This has been truly one of the greatest summers I've ever been a part of, and doing what I love to do, which is cover concerts, do reviews, do interviews and just live and immerse myself in this music that I love so much. And you know what? People that say things like, hey, the Music Mania podcast, it's uh, it's really just one dimensional. It's all about 80s rock. Well, that's not true because we're going uh, into the 90s and 2000s with this tour. And I, you know, you got to know the importance of bands like uh, Collective Soul and Three Doors Down. Three Doors Down, huge. You think about uh, back in 2000 when Kryptonite hit, that, that band was galactic. It was on top of the world. Collective Soul has been just really solid. I've seen them twice in the last couple years and their live shows are tremendous. We had Dean Rowland uh, on the show last summer, so now we're going to be talking to bassist Will Turpin, who's been there since 1993, and uh, we're going to be talking to him about his new solo album, the new Collective Cell Live album, and of course this tour. Man, it has just been just such a tremendous pleasure to do this, and um, while I'm going to be doing uh, a football-related documentary coming up here this fall, so the the podcast, the music podcast side of things is going to have to take a bit of a back seat. Still going to be doing interviews whenever I can and uh, keeping the show alive, of course, uh, through the fall and winter. But summers are, 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 you know, whenever things really pick up for us and we will be, of course, here and, and, and doing that next summer as well. But we can't thank you enough for being a part of our summer of fun here. It has been a tremendous one. If you have a concert review, something that you've seen, send us an email podcast at gmail.com. But guys, before we bring on our first guest, Will Turpin from Collective Soul, I've got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. For over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. Guys, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store fall by the wayside. Get a hold of our, of the owner, Randy Ringer. Tell him the Music Mania sent you, and he will give you a discount, or it's on us, guys. CD Warehouse, Gladstone, Missouri, a staple of the Northland for over 22 years.
How's everything going, man? Going well, man. We're uh, we're we're rocking and rolling down the road, man. Absolutely. This thing, this uh, tour. Let's start well, I there. Stay down the tracks. This is the Rock and Roll Express. I was gonna say we're on the Rock and Roll Express, man. This thing started July sixth, and now here we are a month into this. This thing goes all the way to October. This is a long. This is over thirty six dates. I mean, this. Uh, this is a long tour. You guys uh, staying fresh out there and keeping the energy up. I mean, this is this is a long deal, man. This is awesome. Yeah, man. Collective Souls kind of. We got a thing. We're good at we're good at like just making sure we focus on the stage and uh, and we you know we still throw a ton of energy out there. Well, you guys are in uh, Dayton, Ohio tonight. Yeah, you can go to collectivesoul.com to see all the dates that go all the way uh, through the fall, which is awesome. I mean, yeah, it goes, it kind of goes through September 20th, and then uh, there's one date, October, but it's uh, it's kind of a benefit. It's just kind of a one-off. That, but, that's um, that's right. And, and out there with Three Doors Down, man, uh, out there with uh, Soul Asylum on selected dates. I mean, just talk, the, the songwriters... On this deal, Brad from Three Doors Down, Ed Rowland from Collective Soul, and Dave Perner, man, these this is some uh, some heavy songwriting credits up in the uh, up in here. This is good good stuff, man. I agree. I agree. It's been uh, it's been real cool to watch um, Soul Asylum. Uh, you know, we've, we've had the chance over the years to play with Three Doors Down and love those guys, good friends. But I've never had the chance in 24 years to play with Soul Asylum. It's been fun to watch them and hang out with them too. Well, you talk about the visibility. Collective Soul seems to be kind of at a, at a, at a high visibility-wise. Uh, just a couple years ago, saw you guys um, at Rocklahoma, huge festival. Then uh, last summer, caught you guys here in Kansas City at Rockfest, uh, going on right before the likes of Sammy Hagar uh, and Rat and some uh, some some huge bands here. Talk about the visibility of this band because you guys just released a live album, um, you know, last year and. The visibility is really high right now. A lot of big shows, big tours. Yeah. That's 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 got to be that's got to be gratifying right now. Yeah, it feels good because right, it's twenty four years later, and, then, and next year the visibility will not get any lower. We're uh, we're planning a whole lot of stuff for the twenty five year tour. So increasing our profile right now is uh, it's been really cool. Um, I think I, I think you know in the early days we were we were definitely popular. I mean we were you know, I mean we were buzzbin. We were popular as crap, but. We we took a number of years off there uh, in the 2000s, and, and and we focused on kind of doing theater tours and focusing on our music and our style. And now it's all about now it's more about let's get in front of the bigger crowds. Let's let's throw down at the festivals. Let's you know let's get on the multi band packages and and we're still releasing music, man. When we create music together, it's still has that magic feeling. I mean, hairs stand up on my skin when we're recording these new tunes, um, which is a whole nother, a whole nother thing. But yeah, we got 25 songs we're going to release next year for the 25 year anniversary. And, and there's no, I mean, it's been one of collective soul things over the years. There's not a lot of filler on our records and I swear, man, 25 tunes and they're all, they're all special in their own way, man. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Look, look so much forward to that. I mean, you guys have, uh, you know, been around and done so many great things and, Talk about uh, Ed, Ed Rowland as a singer and as a front man because I, I find him like incredibly underrated. A guy that kind of had a vision for for Collective Soul before the band was even put together. You know, recording Shine and doing kind of he, he had kind of this vision and, and just such a down to earth band you guys are. I saw Ed Rowland out there rocking out to Sammy Hagar an hour or two after you guys went on stage here at Rockfest last year, just with a, in the yeah. crowd with a beer in his hand like he was a fan out there. That's that, that's that's really cool. You guys are down to earth and and, and Edge. Just he's just, he's a guy with a vision, man. No other no other way to put it. He's he's a guy with a vision. 
yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's, I tell this story a lot, but I mean, my entire memory of my life, I've known Ed deep. Um, so, and, and it's Ed's vision, but like we're we're uh, we're buddies, you know. And there's a chemistry there that's uh, that's magical. Um, and when it comes to like Sammy, that you know that goes back to the '95 Ballast tour we did with Van Halen. That's right. Uh, Michael Anthony was on tour with Sammy last year. He's doing like it's called Sammy and the Circle of mm-hmm. Friends. So um, that means those friendships, not to mention their musicianship and their songs, but those friendships, especially Michael and Sammy, mean the world to us. And I can't, I cannot overestimate how much those friendships mean to us, how they treated us in 95 when I was 24 years old, um, Ed would have been 30, how they treated us, how they taught us, and how they continue to teach us and, and continue to be, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, not father figure, but big brother figure. They're, yeah. they're, they're big brothers to us. And uh, I can't, like I said, I can't overestimate how much, how special that is to us. And believe me, man, we're all up there watching and singing every one of those songs. Every night we played with them, we, we would all catch at least half of their set every time. That's so tremendous, and that's just something that caught my eye and something that music's all about. It's such a such a wonderful thing that kind of binds so many people together, and you think about just the, the collaborations and the connections you have with them. And I remember that balance tour, and it was kind of a, uh, at the time, kind of a, you know, it was almost like a, a strange thing, like Collective Soul going out with Van Halen. Van Halen was always kind of known to take out kind of up-and-coming bands. That was uh, kind of the first in, in the line of an example of that, but... Want to get into this solo album, Will, because that's really uh, a major reason why I wanted to talk to you, man, because uh, for one, th- this is an amazingly layered, tremendous musicianship on this album, Serengeti Drivers. It came out June 8th. Kind of first off, talk about how you ever found the time to do this. This is your first uh, EP, man. Uh, I know you came out with some, uh, or your first LP came out with an EP back in 2012, but talk about how you found the time to do this and kind of putting this thing together. Yeah, I mean, it did. It does take a little bit because, I mean, you know, pretty much from April through September, you know, Collective Soul's pretty busy. And then, I, you know, even if I have like 10 days off in the summer where Collective Soul's working, it's like, you know, I got to get back to family and I got to get back to normal things. Not, I can't go right back in the studio. So it did take a little over three years, but the songwriting for me is just, um, you know, when, I'm, when I've got a, a bass on my neck and uh and we're, we're rocking with riffs and uh and we got a full band and we're exploring songs or that's the only stuff that he's written that that's one style that i like to do but what's what what really was the origination really with my musicianship was the piano um and uh it was my first instrument obviously started playing when i was about eight years old started playing drums around eight years old too so i mean I, i've just always been around music and uh and, and i know a lot of a lot of instruments so when i sit down in a different mood in my house either in my living room or downstairs on the roads or something that's where these songs come from and they're just different you know a different more laid-back style the collective soul is probably i i I don't, I don't, I'm not very good at describing music. Uh, <laughs> I know that things sound different, but when you start describing stuff, I'm not really good at that, but it's, it's different. You know, there's, I, I think when people listen to this record, they don't hear a lot of collective soul references. I, I think there's a few that you might hear a collective soul Bob, but for the most part, you know, when, when I start these melodies and play them on piano, it's, uh, 
it's just it's you know it's, it kind of comes in lightning bolt moments when I'm just messing around and um, you know it's it's songwriting man it's uh, I think good songwriting is kind of a mysterious thing I, I'm not sure that any of the guys if I were to ask Dave or to ask Ed if you know and I know what Ed thinks about it if you sit down and try to force yourself to write a song it's it's not effective at all um, so you know I'm just I'm just blessed to be able to have the time and and slowly, you know, put in these put in these minutes to finish a record. Um, Serengeti Drivers kind of references what I wanted to do when I knew I had a full length record, which was incorporate a lot of my longtime friends that were musicians into the into the recording. So you'll see, you know, you see basically all the ex collective soul drummers on there, um, and some other great friends that I've known. Most of these guys I've known. 20 years. Uh, the other guy who plays bass, I always like to mention him, he plays bass on three songs, Mark Wilson. Uh, him, his father and my father were great friends. I remember Mark when he was, you know, I would have been mid-20s. He, he's 10 years younger than me. I remember when he was 13, 14 playing bass, you know. Um, so, so it's really special to me to have those relationships on the record. Uh, and, and I just did it. I did mainly, mainly I, I got to, I got, I get the time, I get a lot of time basically between like uh, Halloween and, and all the way through February is kind of when I get a lot of time. So, well, How important is it for you kind of individually because you uh, so many artists that are a part of a, a, a machine, when I, which I consider Collective Soul to be a machine and that being that it's constantly you're recording and touring, but for you personally to, to have that creative outlet, I mean, I, that's got to be important. You talk about how it's different than Collective Soul. It, it should be different. It comes from you. It comes from inside you. It's your introspective look on, on whatever you're feeling at that time. And I mean, this album, uh, a lot of themes. I mean, like love, honesty, betrayal, spiritual boundaries. I mean... It's 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 comes from within you, and that's got to be a wonderful creative outlet for you. Yeah, I think it. I mean, and we think about it this way too as a band. I think some some people too hear like, "Oh, you're releasing a solo record." Well, you know what's going on, collective soul. And I, I really think that's the wrong opinion or wrong perspective to take, especially with when it comes to me Ed, and Dean. Our perspective is, well, that's going to make us stronger as individuals. And when we come back to collective soul, it's like we've recharged our batteries. And, and it makes collective soul better. I mean, that's how we look at it. Not a, and, and now that we've done it now over the last five or six years, all of us have released side projects. We know that that's the best way to do it. It, it recharges our battery. It fills our soul up with a different type of uh, artistry. And when we get back to collective soul, it's better. That, yeah, that's that. That's a lot of bands will say things very similar to that, and that very, that's very interesting. And you know, I want to go back to this because um, you've talked about in interviews before how um, around the time you started writing for this uh, is when your wife was diagnosed with cancer. Just kind of talk about how that maybe not only changed your perspective on writing and and music and what you wanted from this album, but just kind of in life in general. I mean, it changes it changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah, man, when you get that, especially that word, and, and ex especially when you've, I've known people to have cancer, close friends and and even relatives, but you don't really get into the, the, the medical side or the technical side of what that means. That word is a very, a very large word, um, and it'll scare the shit out of you. And then you learn that there's, you know what, the word cancer means so many different things. Then you have to... You know, then you have to take more tests, and then every little every little test, especially in the beginning, is like a 
it's a it's a fork in the road. You know, if you get this result, uh oh. If you get this result, okay, cool. All right, we're, you know, we're, we're gonna we got options. You know, if we get this result, um. So in the beginning, it was a shock because we still had to wait for other results. We still had other appointments, and that shock, man, that life and death shock, man. It'll especially when you're you're married to you know your your love of your life and you've got three children. Um, it, it'll it'll rock you for a little bit. I just kind of you know for me, I just kind of it it that did manifest it manifest itself in some of the songs for sure. But I would just try to stay close to Donna and um, and just wait for the next result and not panic, you know, not, not panic about it. And sure enough, man, pretty much all the important tests and um, pathology that we had to wait for, almost everything turned out best case scenario for her. Even though she had an aggressive cancer, um, they called it early enough. And, and so she's cancer free now. She's got like maybe one more surgery for uh for reconstruction, it's, it's been a it's been a tough road. She had seven surgeries last year, but um, God, man, we're 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 very fortunate. We're very lucky, and um, you know, it's it's just one of those things, man. Life, nobody said life was fair, and um, life is certainly full of uh, full of surprises, good and bad, and it's just it's just part of it. And the, the older you get, the more you realize that. Well, that's that's very well said, and definitely. Uh, you know, keep you guys in our in our thoughts because you know we battling something like that, and no one can really understand until it affects you, it affects your family, and it has for so many of us. So you know, we'll definitely be uh, you know keeping you guys in, in our thoughts and prayers because it's uh, it's all one big you know music community, and we we support. We support all you guys and, you know, well, for personally, I've just always been such a big fan and really, uh, really, you know, enjoy everything you guys have done and, and this new solo album and just we'll keep keep going on that, man. Positive vibes from here for sure, man. Much appreciated. Thanks, man. Um, before we let you go, Will, I want to get into uh, this Collective Soul Live album. It came out in, uh, I believe, back, back in December of uh, 17. This is really the the first you know live album that you guys uh, that you guys have done in this in this way anyway. This right. this is really cool and I, I love I'm a I'm a live album guy like I I, I listen to, to Kiss Alive nonstop like it's my favorite Kiss album you know what I mean like so yeah, live that, albums are that so would probably my favorite Kiss album you know what the right right band, on like something about Kiss Alive was great it, it was it was just great some people I, I don't know if they don't get. I'm such a live music fan, so so to me to hear Collective Soul showcased in this way, it, it's awesome. And just kind of talk about what uh, you know, what the thought process was, and and going into re- to, to to doing it. And uh, you know, I you know our favorite live albums, Kiss Alive. They went in and touched that thing up. Talk about if you what you guys did, yeah. if you left it as is, or how that how that worked. Yeah, man. I mean, dude. I mean, it's 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 you know, I, I'm not. And all my, sometimes I, I don't I want to stop short of sounding arrogant, but we're good. We're a good live band. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we're a real good live band. But uh, no, dude, there's absolutely no no touch ups at all. We we remixed, but the 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 thing about technology today is that affords you a real cool option with live records is we can just take a couple hard drives out here. And all we need is, uh, you know, an inter- some type of digital interface, and we can record every night. So with that record, we took the whole summer tour and recorded every night. Now, at the end of that, we had a lot of stuff to go through. And, uh, of course, we incorporated our, um, kind of our six man over the last 15 years, Sean Groves, 
engineer, co-producer. Uh, he sifted through a lot of it. I had taken notes over the summer on which which shows I thought were really, really pockety and really good. And um, he kind of sifted it down to a, a, a smaller sample piece, and we, we decided which songs from which city. Um, and then Sean went to mixing. And then again, you know, he would send us some mixes, and we would talk about the mixes. But uh, there's no overdubs, brother. <laughs> they just uh, We don't do it. We don't do it, man. Uh, and, you know, there, I've heard bands live records that there's a mistake here and there. I got nothing against that, man. If the yeah. energy's right, I mean, perfection is something that, something else that we're not, I'm not, I'm not saying we're perfect, um, but perfection is something that's, when it comes to live music, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think that's, I don't even think that's really something that you go for. I don't think you go for perfection. I think you just, it's all about a feeling and a vibe and you know obviously there's going to be nights where you're like damn I really screwed that section up we're not going to choose those moments but but overall you know the little the little inconsistencies or the little little things those are going to those are going to fly right by the listeners ears and uh, man we you know we just we just we are who we are and that's that's what I want people to hear I don't want people to hear a bunch of stuff that we went back in the studio and polished and airbrushed over and I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> well, you guys have always been a great live band. And to be fair, you guys didn't have to deal with uh, Ace Freely and Peter Chris on substances, you know, recording. Like, I mean, the Kiss had to deal with that. So we'll give them a pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know what? Each is, each is own, man. It, it, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not even judging anybody else. I'm just saying what we did, you know? Uh, absolutely well i tell you what um i want to be sure to get all our listeners uh to, to the right place to to get everything you can go to your website willturpin.com you can get uh this the the album serengeti drivers um the rest of the dates for collective souls uh rock and roll express tour on collectivesoul.com you can follow you on twitter at will turpin music i get all that right man I'm, I'm usually pretty good at this i think i got i think i got it all in there I think so, man. It's all just—it's all Will Turpin, man. You search Will Turpin, you'll find it. Yeah, right on, man. Same, I tell same you. thing with Collective Soul, man. Yeah, easy to find, easy names to find. Will, I tell you what, cannot thank you enough, man. We'll uh, have a great show tonight here in Dayton, and we will catch you guys the 25th anniversary. Too. I'm so excited for that coming up. So many great things. Good luck with this solo album. I am a huge fan of it. In fact, I just uh, listened to it driving up the coast of California recently, and if, if ever there was a perfect album to listen to for that, that literally was made for that almost. I don't. I mean, it's perfect for a coast <laughs> drive. Be happy, buddy. I appreciate it, hey, man. Hey, Will, have a thank great you. show. We'll talk soon, man. Thanks. All right, man. Thank you. See ya. Big thanks to Will Turpin for joining us. Collective Soul, man, a band I've seen live a couple times uh, the last couple years. And now coming up, a band that I saw just two years ago at Rocklahoma. It's Three Doors Down. Well, it's our pleasure to go ahead and welcome to this show Chris Henderson from Three Doors Down. Chris, I believe if my geography is correct, you are joining us from Oklahoma City today. That's it. Well, Chris, talk about what the vibe's been like here on this Rock and Roll Express tour. You've got Three Doors Down, Collective Soul, Soul Asylum, three really good bands. Seems like a great lineup. What's the vibe been like so far? Man, from the time the, from the time the lights drop at, at at whatever time Soul Asylum goes on to the time we leave the stage, it is song after song after song after song, and you forget, man, how many songs that these other these Soul Asylum and Collective Soul have until they start playing them, and you're like. You're like, geez, man, this is a really cool tour because we didn't, you know, we, we thought it was going to be fun and we and we, we fans of each other, but, man, I, I cannot believe how many hit songs Collective Soul has and how many hit songs 
school fellow has. It's been great. Everyone, everyone's really been happy. Um, everyone loves the other bands. It's really cool to see on social media after the show. We always, we always encourage people to, to take pictures and put them on Instagram and tag us. And um, <clears throat> after the show, we'll go and we'll read the comments. You know what I mean? Like all that good stuff and, and look at the pictures and make sure that everything's looking good and feeling good. And, uh, and just the comments have just been so positive and everyone's really enjoying all three bands. And let me tell you, the guy from Soul Song, his voice has not changed a bit. It sounds yeah. like the first, I mean, it's, it's incredible. The guy can sing so well. well and Ed as well. It's, it's really no, great. No the question. guitar players, man. The guitar players and collective soul and rip. Well, Chris, it seems like Three Doors Down's visibility has really picked up in the last few years. I mean, you guys have played some really big festivals. I saw you guys at Rocklahoma um, going on right before the Scorpions and at Rockfest here in Kansas City with with a lot of big eclectic bands. Talk about the visibility of the band. It's got to be uh, be a great feeling for you guys right now. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, you know, and, and we've been doing this a really long time. And to see, you know, to, we've had our ups and downs, obviously, and, you know, we've had our share of controversies and all that good stuff. But, you know, we just kept on plugging away and tried to make the next right decision. That was that was the right decision for us and the fans. And uh, it's nice to be able to just kind of sit back and, uh, and, and do a tour, you know, 20 years later. And, uh, you know, and not a lot of not a lot of people get that opportunity, man. Talk about how in 2000 things changed for you guys. You guys released the Better Life. It's been 18 years ago, believe it or not. You joined the band in 1998, and then just a couple years later, things went just galactic uh, for Three Doors Down. Just talk about that and how things changed in just a couple years' time for you. Um, well, it's funny. <clears throat> Everything changed. I mean, I went from working construction. Well, basically, I, I wasn't working construction. I worked. I was a maintenance supervisor at a. At a at a coding facility, but I went from working nine to five job to, you know, touring the world for, for a living. And uh, it hasn't stopped. And, and I thought that, you know, I don't know, six, seven months down the road, we, you know, the record would be done and people would be tired of us and it would be this and it would be that. And, you know, everyone expected us to fail and they didn't expect us to do well and they didn't expect us to do well again. And, you know, you kind of buy into that kind of mindset. <clears throat> and uh, if you're not careful, it can, you know, it can get in your head and, and really make, make life difficult. But, well, we never did that. You know what I mean? We stayed positive and we pushed forward and we continued to write. And that's all we do now. You know what I mean? But life changed 100%. It, it changed from getting up every day at the same time to, to, to doing a lot of different things and getting to see a lot of different things on, on, you know, on planet Earth. And uh, I'm grateful for that. Well, Chris, I, we, you know, I'm so glad to be able to talk to you about uh, music and this tour, but... I know you're a big LSU fan. We also have a sports show here, and I've got to ask you about the Tigers this year because a lot of prognosticators haven't picked down uh, fourth or fifth in the SEC West. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna bet you disagree with those predictions. Well, you know what? I, I got to see the quarterback. I mean, they, they only put him in. They only put him in a couple times last year. They, you know, I wasn't impressed, and uh, you know, I, I wasn't impressed with the quarterback position at LSU for the last couple of years. You know, we saw we got to see the quarterback, and we got to see what's happening down there. And uh, and who knows, man? You know, he might surprise us. He might surprise us. Uh, you know, Edling for me was uh, I'm going to say, I, I, you know, he did what he did, but he's vanilla. You know, we need some excitement. We need somebody that can that can hit the flat, somebody that can pass the ball. So we'll see what this guy can do. So you grew up in Mississippi. How does it happen? How do you become an LSU fan? Kind of crossing the border there. Uh, what? How did that all go down? And how did you become a fan of the Tigers? Well, I grew up in Mississippi, but when I, when I did football in Louisiana, I, I lived in West Rico, which is right outside of New Orleans when I was a kid. Okay. For a little while. And, you know, you just, you just get caught up in it. 
and you know, Baton Rouge and, and the Saints, and just get caught up in that whole thing down there. It's like it's a way of life. It isn't just a, a team that people like. You know, I live in Nashville now, and there's people up there that like the Titans. They love the Titans, but there's not you don't see Titans tattoos. You don't see you know, you don't see it like you do down there, and you know. It's a it's a way of life in Louisiana. We got a football something special, and and I only grew up about ninety miles from New Orleans anyway. So, you know, yeah. it's still it's everybody down there looks. So I know you live in Nashville now, and there's an SEC team, the Vanderbilt Commodores, there in Nashville, but it's probably not going to be quite the same as it was going to LSU games. I don't think uh, you know Vanderbilt Stadium quite has the caveat of uh, of Tiger Stadium and LSU. Oh man, look. You can, you can go to a Vanderbilt game on Saturday morning. You can decide Saturday morning if you want to go to a Vanderbilt game. You can get in your car, you can drive down there, you can park, you can get out, go buy a ticket, go in and watch the game, get back in your car and go home. You can't do that in that league. No. You've got to go and find a parking space, especially for an SEC game. It's probably 100,000 people, and they're all going to be, it's, you know, it's crazy Tiger Stadium. And I love, it's one of the best experiences you'll, you can ever have watching a football game, let me tell you. Well, thanks to Chris, we did lose him off the uh, off the line there, uh, and he only had a, a certain amount of time there, so we did lose him. We had another uh, couple questions for Chris, but we got cut off, and um, his time was really limited. That was a show day for him, so want to thank him for joining us, and want to thank uh, Will Turpin as well. Uh, really want to express how important this tour. The Rock and Roll Express Tour is doing great, doing really good numbers. The reviews are awesome. Uh, so I want you to, to definitely go check out uh, Three Doors Down's website or Collective Soul's website to see the tour. It runs through the rest of the summer, and it's going to go all the way to October. This weekend, it's in Guilford, New Hampshire, and then Holmdale, New Jersey, before uh, heading to Brookhaven, New York, and Uncastville, Connecticut. So a lot of dates still. Check them out. Uh, go to CollectiveSoul.com, go to ThreeDoorsDown.com, and you can check those out. Guys, we can't thank our guests enough here for joining us. We can't thank you enough for checking the show out. Hope you will uh, subscribe to us either on iTunes or YouTube. Send us a tweet at MusicMania underscore show. Again, all the concert reviews, everything we do, all the interviews are archived on the website, MusicManiaPodcast.com. So please check us out uh, through those avenues as well. We'll be back next week with one of my favorite interviews. It's already in the can. I've been trying to pull this off for a couple years, guys, but Tough Singer, Tales from the Porn Singer, Metal Sludge CEO himself, Stevie Rochelle, will be joining me next week for a long, in-depth conversation about everything from football, 80s rock, tough Starting out on the L.A. club scene, it's going to be an awesome one. Do not miss next week. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you're out there enjoying some live music, enjoying your buddies, enjoying a cold beverage. That's what summers are for. Thanks so much for joining us right here on the Music Mania Podcast.